Hello, hello, angels. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Skin and Soul Podcast, and welcome back. I am your host, Tay, Taylor, whatever you want to call me, and I am just so stoked to be here with you guys today. And as you can tell, we're doing a little Q&A this lovely Thursday morning if you're tuning in on drop date. So yeah, I have a lot of questions to try to address, so I'm going to try to get to as many as I can, but if this episode ends up being super, super lengthy, I may split it up into two parts just because I really want to be able to give you my full um, thoughtful answer, you know? So, and that's another reason I love to do Q and A's specifically over the podcast is just because it gives me a little bit more room to elaborate and also just is a little bit easier for you to sort of understand, you know, my convictions and whatnot, just cause you're hearing it come directly out of my mouth. So that's another reason that I just love to do Q and A's and I just feel like it's a good opportunity for you to ask me anything. If there's any like specific questions or if something I bring up in a previous episode or, you know, a subject that I touch on really kind of like sparks your interest and you want to know more, this is just kind of like your chance to just pick my brain and just our opportunity to kind of collectively just discuss stuff. So yeah, that's kind of like the way I'm sort of leaning with today's episode. And, you know, we obviously are in the full swing of fall. We talked all about all the good fall must-haves in previous episodes and and just kind of preparing for this moment. But now that it's here, like, how are you doing? How has your fall been? Because mine's been pretty good so far. Like, it's just, you know, the change of seasons is always kind of like an adjustment, but it's also always really exciting for me as well. So I've personally been having a really fun time throughout the transitions. And if you tuned into our All Things Fall episode, then you knew um, some of the little bucket list items and like little date inspiration things and just the little, the little things that can kind of help your transition into fall go a little bit smoother and just kind of help to keep you present and grounded during that and just sort of, you know, honor the time for what it is and appreciate the, you know, pretty colors and whatnot, like while we have them. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet, I highly recommend it just because we are fully in the autumn season now. So definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, guys, autumn has been so good. We're rolling with the punches, you know, everything, um, like you just for a little update, um, you know, I haven't done this really in a while. I was kind of doing like weekly intentions and talking about my must haves earlier on in the first season, but I kind of haven't really been as systematic with that this time. And I think it's just something maybe we just talk about when it feels natural. And this is kind of one of those times. So just, you know, everything with my business being up and running, it's now just been officially three months. I took my first client three months ago when this comes out yesterday. So it's been a good three months. I've just really grateful. And it's been so fun just to watch, you know, my clients just like their skin, just like improve and just heal. And it's just so, I'm just so thankful for those of you that take my advice and trust in my professionalism and my knowledge. Like I really do go the extra mile to make sure that I am knowledgeable and educated in everything that I'm doing. So it's just like been so fun to kind of watch that unfold. And of course I've definitely had my, you know, scary moments and just like weird, annoying things happen and just little roadblocks along the way. And, you know, of course I didn't expect everything to be perfect. So I'm just grateful to be on this journey and I'm just feeling so fulfilled with where I'm headed and it, I'm just so grateful to all of my clients and my podcast listeners and just anyone who supports me in any way, shape or form, just know that you are loved and I'm just so grateful for you. So 
yes, take a minute, check in with yourself. You know, how's, how's your fall season been going so far? Have you been, you know, any like specific intentions you've set out, any goals that you have in mind you want to do, whether it's, you know, certain activities you want to do with your family or friends or, you know, certain recipes you want to try, etc. Just make a little mental note and do a little mental check-in and see how you're doing. Tune in with that and kind of take a little mo- moment to be present. Fill out your emotions for just a sec here. And while you're prepping to do that, let's go ahead and kind of start to take the necessary, you know, preparations to do our deep breaths. So if you guys have been around here listening for a while, I feel like I've got a lot of people that, you know, are listening week after week and we're kind of like just a cute little like group of friends. It's just so fun. So anyways, I want you to take some time, you know, the drill, whatever it is you like to do for the deep diaphragmatic breathing, place your hands over your heart. You can do a little prayer pose. You can close your eyes. You can lie down. You can just keep doing whatever it is you're doing. Doesn't matter to me, just whatever feels suitable to you. And let's go ahead and take three deep, deep breaths together. Go ahead and exhale to prepare and inhale deeply and hold that and exhale. Just let it go. Two more. Go ahead and inhale all the good, all the light. Let it just radiate throughout your whole body while you hold that breath. And exhale. Last breath. Go ahead and inhale deeply through your nose. Suspend the breath a little. And exhale out the mouth. Just let it all go. Let it out. Release it out. Okay? Amazing. You guys know I love doing that. And I love getting feedback that you also enjoy doing that. It's just like a good moment. You know, sometimes we forget to just take deep breaths. But it's so beneficial. Even just a few, three quick ones like that. So thank you for joining me in on that. Um, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and dive into the q and I mean, I've got quite a few. So let's just go ahead and start to tackle them. And let's see. I will go ahead and start. I'll start right here. So First question, supplements you take, question mark. So this is obviously going to be different for everybody, but a few supplements that I like to take for my own personal body. The Ion Gut Health Supplement is definitely one of my favorites. That one is a liquid and you actually take it three times a day. So it can be a little bit hard if you're like on the go or working a lot. I usually take one dose right in the morning before breakfast. And then I try to take a lunch dose, but if I'm out and about, then I, you know, can't. Um, so I just take it as soon as I get home. And then I like to take one a little bit later in the evening. And ideally you take this 30 minutes before a meal for, you know, best results, but regardless, it's still going to be super beneficial. And really what it's doing, it's a single ingredient it's called, and I could be pronouncing this wrong, but It's called humic extract, and it's actually from ancient soil. But what it does, it has this unique ability to go in and help to repair the, um, like, intestinal lining. So this helps with things like leaky gut and symptoms that can be accompanied by that, you know, just like digestional problems, food intolerances, things like that. So this is one of my favorite supplements. Um, I really, really like it. It's completely tasteless. It's just super easy. I mean, three times a day can be a little bit difficult to work around again, if you're busy and out and about, but you can definitely make it work. So I love that ion gut health. 
I also take zinc, um, strong anti-inflammatory and, uh, you know, really benefited my acne. So, and that is definitely a supplement that I like to recommend. Of course, check with your physician before adding in anything, but zinc is another one that I love. I also take an omega complex, um, formulated with primrose oil. So just added antioxidant vitamin E in there. And omegas are especially beneficial when they are paired with an antioxidant like that, because it helps to prevent oxidation of the omegas and just kind of help to keep them shelf stable and provide the most beneficial effects. So I also take an omega supplement, which is also very anti-inflammatory and, and beneficial for the skin health. Um, let's see what else is that? Oh, two Brazil nuts. That's kind of like a little vitamin, but they're just so, so mineral rich selenium specifically great for the skin, great for brain health and heart health. So I just take two little nuts every day, just chomp them up in the morning. Um, I'm trying to think, I think that's pretty much it. As far as other supplements, there's a couple from zoom and nutrition that I like their liver detox, um, and their fulvic minerals. I really like to just kind of supplement with those as needed, do a few drops of my tea and things like that. Um, and again, these aren't necessarily supplements, but some other kind of like herbal medicinal things I like to do. I like to do raspberry leaf tea the whole week before my period starts and then the whole week of my period. So pretty much, you know, I'm drinking a lot of that tea, but I just find it really, really helps with easing menstrual cramps, which is like a really, I would say probably the worst, you know, quote unquote, like side effect that I get from my period. It's just, they're so brutal and just excruciating to the point where they make me so nauseous. I'm throwing up, I'll get migraines. Like it's been so, so, so bad. And it always has been. And so when I was younger, I'm just going to go off on a tangent real quick. Um, I was put on birth control at a very young age, the pill. And, you know, I think birth control is a very personal thing. I think, uh, you know, I respect everyone's decisions with this. Cause again, so personal and such a personal decision, but I think just being educated is key. And it's something I'm was personally really frustrated about that. I was not educated on the long-term effects and, you know, potential side effects of that medication on my body. You know, and I think I just wish I would have been more informed just because now after being on it for so long and then finally deciding I was done with it just because I felt like it was messing with my moods and my hormones and just other, other things. So I could just cold Turkey quit it. And, um, you know, I tried many different birth controls in between this. I tried the arm implant Nexplanon, which really unfortunately gave me acne, which is, you know, not the best, but unfortunately that is one that can contribute to acne in a lot of people. So it doesn't mean it necessarily will for you, but it can, um, contribute that just because it has a high androgenic effect. So anyways, I stopped all forms of hormonal birth control. I was just absolutely done with them. And since then, this has been about a year or so now, I just do, you know, natural tracking methods, et cetera. And I'm just very aware and very in tune with my body. And my cycles have become super regular, which they never were before. So that was just really amazing and fun to kind of watch that roll out. And yeah, I've just noticed, you know, there's certain little things that really help with my my pains, like uh, nothing helps me more than taking a nice warm bath, especially with magnesium salts, because those are going to help to reduce any tension and, and reduce aches and pains. Um, so that is really amazing. Magnesium is also a supplement I used to take, you know, just like internally, like orally, but I uh, ran out and I just haven't because I've just didn't, I guess, but I enjoyed taking magnesium when I was, and I was taking it for a few months. So that's another supplement, but 
yeah, I love lots of herbal teas. Um, you know, I'm very interested in supplementation, but I also believe that, you know, you can get a, and we should try to just eat the rainbow and get lots of good vitamins and minerals just from our diet rather than relying on outside sources. But then we get into this whole conversation of how depleted the soil is. And, you know, so we could talk about this for ages, but to answer your question, those are the supplements I take. And, um, oftentimes, Oh, I remember also, I used to take a probiotic from Zuma that I loved. Um, but since then I have just been exclusively taking the eye on gut health because it kind of acts similarly to a probiotic. So in some ways that is my quote unquote probiotic, even though it isn't technically, but it has a similar effect. So I also suggest probiotics, zinc, omegas, magnesium, um, all of those things I really, really like. Okay. Next question, how to grow your business as a beginner solo esthetician. Okay. Oh man. I still feel like I'm not maybe the expert person on this just because I have only been open for three months, but from my experience thus far, a few tips First and foremost, I swear by this and I will go to the ends of the earth. This is going to be my number one thing. And it's kind of like, okay, yeah, obvious, but you have to, you have to have integrity in what you're doing. You have to completely believe in your, your business, your treatments, your offerings. You have to stand by your pricing. You have to stand, create a mission statement and have it be really meaningful. Have that be something that's really connected and tied deeply to you. And this can really go for like any business really, or any endeavor, like you need to have integrity behind what you're doing. Because if you're are, if you're going into something with the mindset, like, I don't know if this is going to work or like, I don't know, like, does my idea suck? Or am I even good at this? And of course it's normal to have those, you know, kind of negative doubt, doubting feelings, um, and thoughts, but just do not let that over overcome you and take charge of you. You have to be in the driver's seat and you have to be like, no, I'm going to destroy. Like you have to tell yourself this. It all goes back to the power of your words. Listen to last week's episode. If you want a little refresher, but like for reals, like just, you have to solely wholeheartedly believe in yourself and your mission and your purpose and what you're doing. Because I just think that is the key. Like that driving force, that burning passion is not something that can be, you know, put out easily. If at all ever, you know, like you can't, it's just, you're setting a really good foundation for your business and for success by just believing in yourself. And that's not something that can really be forced. It's not something that can even really be taught. I think it's like something you have to do, like soul searching, shadow work, like you got to do it and you have to, you know, whatever that means, if that's energy work, if that's therapy, if it's guided journaling, if it's talking to a friend, if it's getting advice from another you know, mentor or something like that. Like you have to really hone in on your skills and what you're being to the table. And you have to just be confident in that. And you have to, you have to just be like, this is what I have to offer. And like, it's worth it. It is. And you have to stand by what you do, stand by what you're saying and just, you know, have integrity. I really think that that is the strongest foundation you could ever build for your, for your business. So that is like, my number one, number one tip beyond that logistically, I think having a social media presence, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's lemonade or YouTube or, you know, podcasting or a combination of one or more, both of those, that presence is really powerful. Think of social media. It's like one of the easiest and best, not, I'm going to take back that is not the easiest. Definitely. It's exhausting a lot of the time, but it is a free advertising and marketing tool that is the most accessible and most like 
profitable potentially like it, it it's it's so like diverse in the in who you can reach and how you can reach them and it's literally free like what obviously there's some things you have to pay for and things like that but it's just like that is the best tool so really take advantage of that really showcase your work before and afters showcase your knowledge describe products like educate you know like people want to learn like people are not you know i think there's some accounts not aesthetic specifically but just accounts in general that like someone may follow because oh their feed is like so aesthetic it's like so pretty or like oh like they're so cute like i just want to follow her because she's just like cute you know like and i think that that's great but at the end of the day like if you can bring you know something a little more tangible than just like looks and like aesthetic like and that again i'm not trying to downgrade on that because i think that's a very big part of of you know your whole brand but but i think educating or teaching or inspiring in some way that's impactful and meaningful and leaves a lasting impression on your audience is key you know because you're trying to you want to make or this is my whole philosophy this could be different for whoever's listening but this is how i approach it like i am trying my whole goal with you know social media in general is to teach somebody something like i just want to like it, it like inspire other people basically like just better other people's lives like if someone can learn something from me and it impacts them in the way that i've been impacted by other you know people i look up to or other insightful sayings or or you know someone's experience and how they came out on the other side of it has, has really inspired me like i just want to be a continuation of that like i just want to continue that and help to educate or inspire you you know so that's like the goal of it and i think that when you can really really do that like educate share your knowledge like you as an esthetician you spent a lot of money and a lot of time on your license your professional license you you know hopefully and i would encourage you to do this too is do lots of outside education do lots of webinars read blog posts coordinate with other estheticians you know whatever it is youtube videos podcasts again are great but doing that and really enriching your knowledge as an esthetician, like that's something that like no one can take away from you, you know? And like, I think this day and age, you know, especially like with new tools and things coming to light, I don't know. I just feel like nothing can take away from someone who just knows their shiz. So I would just suggest that you really try to broaden your knowledge and just get your hands on people's faces. You got to see skin, you got to touch skin. You need to experiment. And that sounds like, sus but not experiment in like a bad way but just like get those wheels turning in your brain and be like okay like i know this this specific condition i know would be benefited by this ingredient and this ingredient is in this product this product and this product hmm i wonder which three you know which one of those would be best for her and uh, based on her budget like you know what i mean like just just using that knowledge it's like that speaks to your clients and like your clients are going to trust you and and feel like more you know willing to take your recommendations if you know your shiz obviously like that is of course what we want we want to go to someone who's a specialist in what they do not just someone who does mediocre at like 20 different things you know so that would be another tip for growing your business niching down you have to niche down i think becoming again an expert at a few things is great and this is the exact opposite of what they teach in school or what they taught me at least you know, they're like, oh no, like offer a little bit of everything. Do a little waxing, brows, lashes, skin, you know, maybe you do spray tanning, maybe you do piercings, maybe you do makeup, maybe you should offer it all. And if you are really interested and passionate in all those things, like, dude, good for, that's great. Like 
um, you're like a super, super human, apparently like that's so sick. So yes, of course, if you like feel passionate of it, about it, go for it. But I think a lot of times we just start to offer services or, you know, offer a big variety of things right off the bat because we're trying to appeal to as many people as we can just like get anybody in the door. And I guess, you know, that is one strategy. That's just not a strategy that I would really recommend. I think that niching down and having again, a few services that you just are so confident in, like, you're like, I'm, I nail this every time. Like that, that just makes you feel more sustained in your career and your role as an esthetician and as a business owner, I think as well. So that would be another suggestion. Niche down if you can really look at your menu and be like, what, you know, what do I like to do? What do I feel good at doing? Like, what do people seem to be really receptive? And then also keep in mind costs. Cause of course that's another really big component of running a business is the financial side. So I could talk about this for years, you guys. Jeez, we've only done two questions. I mean, this is definitely going to have to be a two-part thing, but it's okay. I just am here to give you all the deets, all right? Okay, next question. Favorite brands or clothing for yoga? Okay, so this is a good question. My number one is Aerie. Like American Eagle's little side shop, Aerie, they have bras and undies and things like that, pajamas. They do really cute swimsuits, actually. I like a lot of their swimwear, but their athletic wear and their comfy wear is, like, so underrated, I think. Like, their material is so nice. If you get it on a good sale, like, you can get some good discounts there. (laughs) And their stuff is always so nice and soft, and I've always really, really liked what I've purchased from there, and I really love how even in their branding and, and things like that, like, they just show just like real women, like real people, unfiltered, you know, it's not just like the same exact looking person over and over. It's like a really diverse group of models. And it's just fun to see, like when I'm shopping online, I really like to see what the clothing or whatever it is, like looks like on like a real person, you know, like I just want to see it on like a, a woman, not like some like, you know, I don't know. So I really like how they do that too. But I absolutely love their athletic wear. And again, it's affordable. It's so comfy. I just feel like that place is so underrated. Um, obviously Lululemon has some good staples, but to be honest, I'm like not a big, not that I don't like Lulu, but I just don't find myself spending a ton of money there just because, you know, I don't know. I just am like in my saving era. I don't know. Like I literally just don't really shop for myself hardly ever. Well, that sounds so bad, but the last few years, like I've just been like in school and I'm like, you know, just got married recently ish. I guess it's been like two and a half years now. Oh my gosh. But anyways, I just like you know, I don't know. So Airy is great. Lululemon has some good stuff. Um, free people's athletic wear. And again, they're like underwear bras and little like compressing tape tops are so good. I love, 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 love their stuff. It is definitely on the pricier end though. So I kind of like keep a, keep an eye out on them. Um, also so random, but TJ Maxx, like do not hate on TJ Maxx. Like they're very hit and miss. Yes, I will admit, but, but sometimes I go there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this tank top or this shirt or whatever is 10 bucks. It, they have it in five different colors all in my size. Yes. And I'll buy all of them. And that is like what I wear to work literally every day. Like that happened to me right before I went and started inner peace. I was there looking for like decor or something. And I saw these really nice, like they are giving skims. They are giving skims vibes, like that same material, the same fit, the colors, the cut, everything. And they were all only 10 bucks. And there was like five or six different colors of this, like tank top and then they have like a t-shirt one I was like girl get these all into my cart yes because I knew I was gonna wear them like every day and I do so TJ Maxx also has some good comfy stuff as well 
some other brands I know of Manuka. That's my yoga mat brand. I absolutely love that. I've also used some other like yoga accessories, straps, blocks, things like that. Bolsters that I've really liked from that brand. So that's another one to look into. Aloe yoga is another popular one. Um, I'm trying to think what else even, Oh, urban outfitters even has sometimes some really cute things like tops, especially just those little bra tops. I really like, um, but I'm like a pretty small chested person. So I know that those tops don't work for every person, but those are just the kind that I like, just like the little fitted ones. So yeah. Okay. Let's see. Next question. Best peel to get this fall slash winter. Oh, so many good peels. Let's think. Okay. I actually recently brought on a new peel, one that I've been familiar with and played with before, but I haven't ever offered it out of inner peace. And it's the pumpkin peel from Glymed. So it actually has 5% lactic acid in it. Lactic acid is a alpha hydroxy acid that has a slightly larger molecular size. So it's a little bit gentler on the skin and it's also really hydrating. It has hydrating properties. So it's, it's one of my favorites. It's really gentle, great for first timers. You can use it on all skin tones and types. It's so, so great. And this peel smells amazing. It's, it's giving pumpkin spice. So, you know, obviously we're using it right now. And yeah, again, it's great for just beginners walk-ins, which I love just because it's not going to make you peel. It's got a no downtime. That kind of thing will just leave you with a nice glow. That's something I can include in any of my custom treatments. Um, so yeah, that one's amazing. If you want something a little bit kind of more like punchy, I would say the bio repeal, of course, we love her, the 30% TCA with a blend of other acids in there. Just such a beautiful peel. This is a uh, biphasic peel. So it has the hydrophilic and then the lipophilic phases. That is what that breakthrough technology is what basically allows the, the actives, those, um, you know, those ingredients that are really helping to make change be driven down and kind of bypass the epidermis and kind of go into those um, slightly, you know, deeper into the skin to really enact that change and increase that collagen elastin production and just do all the things we want it to do. And BioRepeal is so amazing because again, 30% TCA. So this is a medium depth peel guys, but we don't experience any actual, you know, epidermal shedding really like it. You don't really get that peeling. If anything, you may experience minor, minor, minor flaking, but we can prevent this you know, with proper use of home care, which is, is a requirement for this, this peel because it is a medium depth peel. But anyways, that peel is amazing. It will leave you with the glossiest, glowiest skin of your life. We recommend doing this in a treatment series. I like to do anywhere from three to five. It really depends. Um, and we can do them every 10. I like, you know, they say seven to 10 days, but I like to do more like 10 to 14 days. So it's a wonderful peel. Great for this season, just because we can help get rid of any, you know, hyperpigmentation, things like that, that we may have you know, kind of kicked up over the summer, being more exposed to heat and UV and things like that. Amazing for acne, acne scarring, pore size, um, as well as just full face rejuvenation and just tightening and, and increasing that collagen elastin. That's just going to help to do all the good things that we want. So those are kind of my two peels coming up this fall and winter that kind of come to mind just because they're both so, so amazing. Okay. couple more. Let's see. Do you have any long-term goals for the podcast? I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, not, not like specifically, I think I really want to keep this going. I really want this to be long-term and I believe that it can be. And I really just have enjoyed coming on and, and just doing this super casually. I think long-term, I would really love to be able to invest a little bit more energy and time into the podcast Instagram. I would love to be a little bit more active on there and share more things and kind of maybe create some cute little graphics or something like that to share on there throughout the week in between episodes. Um, but just as a new business owner and 
and I'm just so like busy right now. Like I just don't want to take on more than I can at the moment, just cause I really am trying to prevent burnout in every way I can and manage that stress and things like that. So eventually I would really love to be a little bit more present on my skin and soul podcast, Instagram. Um, I would love to eventually do, you know, I never really saw myself as being like a podcast that like has hosts on all the time. Like I didn't really want to be a podcast where I was like getting other people on to talk. Cause like I wanted to be the one to talk. I know that sounds so like weird and selfish, but I just, this is all meant to be kind of like a creative outlet. And I just want to like share things with you guys, but I think I still would enjoy having, you know, a host on every now and then, or if there was like ever someone specific or, you know, someone that I was friends with that I felt like I could kind of bounce ideas off of, or, you know, I've had river on the podcast before. I think it would be really fun to have him on more, you know, stuff like that. So I would love to do that. Um, you know, another long-term thing, I would love to have merch eventually, but that's kind of something again, kind of down the road, but your girl's got a lot of cute ideas in her head. Okay. I got a lot of cute ideas and I know that that is something I would execute well and enjoy doing. So that's something I would love to do down the road, um, as well. But yeah, I think my real focus with the podcast is just having fun with it and just sharing ideas and, you know, it just means so much to me when I hear that you guys are enjoying it or when you send me little messages or post on your story, like it truly makes my heart light up with joy. It just like, it's so fulfilling. So my long-term goals, you know, are, are those things I shared, but also just, just to kind of, I don't know, just have fun with it and just get to talk to you guys and just get to share ideas and just kind of like heal as a little community, you know? So those are kind of my long-term goals. Let's see. What are your thoughts on Vivant's Mandelics versus others? Okay, so you may have seen me post about this before, but Vivant's Mandelic specifically, their Mandelic 8% serum is my baby. I love her so much. It is such a just gorgeous formulation. And their Mandelic Acid specifically is clinical Mandelic Acid. So it is USP certified to be 99.9% pure. Other Mandelics on the market aren't that clinical Mandelic Acid. So... You know, those are actually only required to be, I believe, 70% pure. It's anywhere from 70 to 75%. I'm not exactly clear on the, you know, exact percentage there, but pretty significant difference between that clinical requirement of 99% or more pure, you know? So that just leaves a margin um, for just improved efficacy of the product. So that's not to shade on any other Mandelics because... Mandelic as an ingredient in general is so amazing and so beneficial and definitely a key ingredient in so many of my clients' regimens and a key ingredient in my regimen as well. But, um, you know, I think the best Mandelic in terms of e efficacy and, you know, potency and purity and just formulation and, and really just, just overall, you know, everything taken into consideration, I think the Vivant Mandelic serum does take the cake just for the overall best. Um, however, other Mandelic products that I've used, I've loved, you know, Face Reality's Mandelic serums. I absolutely love. I love how that serum also comes in a 5% because it is, you know, a slightly lower percentage for maybe someone whose skin type is, you know, a little bit more on the sensitive side or someone who I maybe just wanted to take a little bit slower and gentler with uh, approach off right off the bat with, you know. So I really like the variety and the strengths of Face Reality's uh, serums, as well as their affordability. You know, like I think the price point there is is really great, and especially for such a results-driven product. So 
I love Mandelic in general, but yes, Vivant definitely is head and shoulders above the rest just because of that quality and in terms of, again, that purity and just being certified. So I also love that one because it's formulated with lactic acid. So again, another hydrating um, alpha hydroxy acid in there is just going to help to increase benefits overall and help to further brighten and just do all the things that we want, you know? So we love that. We love Mandelic the best. Halloween costume ideas, question mark. Okay, so this is a good question. I honestly am like late to it a little bit. I haven't started thinking a ton about it, but kind of like lame, but I thought Riv and I could be like, you know, the classic shark boy lava girl vibe. But at the same time, I'm like, is that cringe? Is that kind of overdone? Like, could it be cute? Is it kind of cringe? Like it might be kind of cringe, but I don't know. I feel like river would just like really like embody that, you know? So I'm like, Hmm, that could be kind of fun. But also I, again, don't really know. I haven't thought about it a ton. I feel like being a fairy would be really cute. I would love to be a fairy sometime. I'm just thinking like solo outfits. Um, let's see what else. What about something kind of like funny? Mm. Ah, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. I need to do more like, you know, Pinterest inspo research, but that's a great idea. If anyone has any killer Halloween costume ideas, share them with me. And maybe we'll do like a Halloween little episode and we can talk about like spooky stories and like share a little Halloween inspo. Maybe that's what we'll do because I'm not giving the best advice on this one. <laughs> okay. Next one, if you could live in a different state, where would it be? Oh my gosh, this is a great question. I would definitely choose probably Oregon. Yeah, probably Oregon would be where I'd want to go. Oregon or Washington or, you know, I would really just love to be somewhere in that general area. I just love the just environment and the vibe over there and it's just so beautiful and I like a little bit of humidity and being close to the ocean and just, you know, the little, you know, local, just like, I just like, like the vibe over there and I don't mind kind of the like rainy weather, honestly, but I would definitely miss the sun. So I'd have to come back and visit a lot, I guess, if I lived over there, but that would probably be where I'd want to go or Hawaii. I would love to live in Hawaii too. Somewhere really pretty and tropical where I could take advantage of the outdoors a lot. That would definitely be where I would want to go. Okay. I feel like it may have cut me off. So hopefully it didn't, but if it did, it's okay. We'll, we'll answer those questions we missed on the part two. Okay. Let's keep going. Uh, thoughts on the differences between Estes and dermatologists. Yes. So I do definitely think that there is a place for both estheticians and dermatologists. I think dermatologists, you know, are, are really amazing when it comes to life-saving things, you know, and all sorts of other skin-related conditions that estheticians don't super hyper-focus on, you know? So um, I will say, and, you know, I think they're amazing for, again, for like emergencies and, and, and certain more of those medical skin-related conditions that are out of the esthetician's scope of practice to treat. Like, of course, dermatologists are amazing and so knowledgeable and just great, you know? So I'm definitely not a dermatologist hater by any means, but I do think that a lot of times, like, you know, estheticians kind of get like crapped on for not being a dermatologist. Like if you're not a dermatologist that you're just like some idiot that knows nothing. And it's quite the opposite, you know, like I'm, I, as a master esthetician in Utah, like I, up to this point have spent, you know, over 20 grand on my education. I've spent, 
you know, thousands of hours. I mean, 1200 hours in school, but I can't tell you how much research I do every day. It's like, I eat, sleep, breathe skin. I wake up, I'm listening to a podcast, you know, after lunch, I'm reading through a blog post on Vivant's website or learning more about products or doing this out or the other thing. Like it never ends. I've flown to other States for education. I've taken classes in Nevada and California. Like I am a literal crazy person when it comes to this. So I know, you know, I, I feel like I, what I choose to learn a lot about and focus on acne being one of those things, like I know a lot about it and I'm not afraid to say that. So I think that is kind of one, one thing that kind of gets frustrating is, you know, especially like just ignorant people online, just being like, oh yeah, I'm not taking advice from you. Like you're an esthetician. Don't you just like do, do you even like do anything skin related? You just like do makeup all day or something. I'm like, no, (laughs) like even if I did like get out of here, you know? So I think that just can kind of be annoying. Um, and I, I will say too, I think, you know, and this is not to say the truth of every single one, but I think a lot of dermatologists maybe just don't, they don't because they don't study skincare products. So they don't really understand, um, you know, the, the power of a, like a home care regimen. Like I think a lot of times, you know, and how many, every esthetician will relate to this, especially if you're an acne specialist, like how many times have you had a client come in and say, yeah, I did, you know, Accutane once when I was in high school. And then once, two years ago, my acne is just back again and blah, blah, blah. or like, yeah, I had like one zit and I went in and they put me on topical and oral antibiotics. And now my acne is just so much worse. It's on my back now, like, or just whatever it is, or, or you get someone that comes in whose barrier is just thrashed to a literal pulp and they're using tretinoin and clindamycin at home. And you're just like, huh? Like, you know, I think there, there really is a place for both. And I think it's also, it's also the consumer's personal decision, but that's where I think education comes into play. Like I, it makes me so sad. And I've had so many clients like this too. Someone comes in and they're like, Hey, like, yeah, I'm, I've been really struggling with this acne. You know, I've been on birth control for a long time, or I've been really going through a lot of stress or something changed, or I just had acne for a long time, whatever it is, you know, and I've been thinking about going to the dermatologist. Like, I don't really want to go on Accutane, but like, I just don't really know what else to do. I kind of just thought that was my only option. And me just being like, oh girl, like, no, like, let me just educate you on the other options. I think it's just good to be educated on your choices, but ultimately it comes down to like the consumer's preference. Like, But if you were educated, like, you know, me as an acne specialist and a holistic esthetician, like I offer you a plan and a solution to achieving the clear skin that you want without having to take pills, without having to take harsh medications, you know what I mean? So, and potentially deal with the side effects of those. Like what I'm offering is a completely holistic, holistic option. And I address other things like I, as your esthetician, this is the other difference. I think like dermatologists because of their, you know, like the nature of their work, it's very in and out, you know, like you're there for a quick appointment. They quickly look at this, they prescribe you a medication. That's how, that is the system, you know, like that is, that is big pharma. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, like that's like how it works. And, and a lot of times, you know, and this again, maybe is not true for every single one. This is just my personal experience with the dermatologist I'd worked with previously. and, And from what I hear from many of my clients, but it just seems a bit transactional as well. Like it's not as personal, you know, like your dermatologist is not like your little skin coach. Your dermatologist is not going to, you know, like be personally texting you, checking in with you to see how your products are working, to see how your skin's feeling, to see if they can offer you any help or any tips or any advice or any, you know, like guidance, like they will not be doing that. Like when you come in to tell them about your acne, 
they will not sit there and listen to you for 30 minutes, tell about your whole story and how it's affected you mentally and how, you know, it's really, you feel like it's impacting your work because you just feel so like a stranger in your own skin or whatever it is, you know, like they aren't going to listen to that. Like they aren't, you know, like at least from, from my experience. So that really is where the difference comes in too. It's just like, I, you know, unfortunately am not a medical doctor. So I, my services are not able to be covered by insurance, which is a bummer, but you know, weigh out the pros and cons and of course budget. And I totally understand all these, all of these things. And I'm never, ever going to judge you. If you come in and you're like, I am working with a dermatologist or I was, or I did this in the past. Like it makes me sad when people are like, Oh, don't hate me. But I did take Accutane once five years ago, or, you know, like I am not going to judge you like ever, like (laughs) that that's, it's not my place. And also I'm not the decider of your life and I don't know what's best for you. Only you do, you know, so I can give you my personal and professional guidance, of course, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. So I think just educating people, I think there needs to be more education on the options out there. No, Accutane is not the only solution. If it even could be considered a solution, really don't know if that is, is, you know, I, I, I think it's really rare that I get somebody that says that they took Accutane and they feel like it actually helped long-term. Like I don't really, I can't think of one person that's ever said that, but I know that it can be beneficial for certain instances. And, and of course I think, you know, if you've tried everything, if you've tried acne boot camp or, or acne revision, if you've worked with an esthetician, if you're taking the supplements, if you're doing the nutrition thing, like you're doing it all and you are just still having a hard time, like that's when I think Accutane can be beneficial and it's great to have that, you know, honestly, I, I will say, I think it is a last resort and it should be treated as such because of the, you know, really potentially harmful side effects. And I just have heard so many horror stories. So just be aware, just be educated. You know, if you are wanting to kind of, I feel like going with the esthetician route, as far as acne goes, and even beyond acne, any kind of skin condition, melasma, just your skin health in general, going to an esthetician is like choosing a, supportive skin coach who literally specializes in eat sleeps breathes education about acne um and I will be like your little buddy holding your hand through it literally the whole time like I will be texting you it's like a whole thing like I send you a full detailed note explaining your whole regimen what each product does when you use it I give you a full full access to a whole list of just all sorts of information that is super beneficial. And I am also always a wealth of little knowledge, a little vault of knowledge for you to kind of pick my brain. If you have questions like, Hey, I'm wondering if you have any, you know, acne safe birth control recommendations, or I'm looking for a new foundation. Do you have one that you recommend or, you know, one that you feel like would be safe for my skin, you know, things like that. Like I am going to answer those questions. So I feel like it's just a, it's just a matter of preference. Whereas a dermatologist, you schedule, you go in, you talk to them for five minutes, they write you, you know, a prescription and you bounce. And then that's probably, that's it. You know, like you take the prescription and then you might go in for a follow-up visit, but I don't know. I just think it's a little bit, it's just a different experience. So it just totally depends on what you're looking for and what you prefer. But again, I think the, having the knowledge and the education that there is a difference is important. And knowing that, no, you don't have to take pills to help your skin. You don't have to use really harsh drying you know, topicals and things that make you peel and be red like crazy and itch and hurt for weeks. Like you don't have to do that. Like, yes, I think vitamin A is a really powerful ingredient and something that should be in nearly everyone's regimen. However, no, I don't think you need to be using straight up tretinoin on your face. Not that, you know, I think 
there are just better formulations out there and ones that are, you know, formulated with skin helping ingredients, ingredients that are going to accelerate results and are formulated specifically for the skin, you know, certain tretinoins actually have pore clogger ingredients in them. So it's like when you're trying to treat my acne, but you're giving me a topical with pore cloggers in it, like explain this to me, you know? So I think that's something else. And I think estheticians have a lot more knowledge about topical products, um, not prescriptions by any means. I'm definitely not saying that I'm talking about more the skincare that we know and study the lines that we study, you know, and the products that we choose to bring on and whatnot. So that's kind of like the difference between the two, I would say. And of course, you know, if you have like a, a sketchy looking lesion or like something going on that I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, or if you need, you know, like something removed or something like that, like I will definitely refer you to a dermatologist because of course I totally think there's a place and I totally respect them, but I just wish that there was like less, less of a divide, you know, I just don't think there needs to be a divide like that. So that is what I will say about that. Okay. Next question. Let's see. Most overhyped skincare product in your opinion. Oh, okay. Let me think about this for a minute. Hmm. Most overhyped skincare product. Okay. Uh, this isn't necessarily, oh, this is an unpopular opinion. Are you guys ready for this? This is an, this is not necessarily a certain product that I think is overhyped, but rather a certain ingredient and hear me out. Don't cancel me when I say this, just hear me out. Okay. I do, however, think that vitamin C specifically is maybe overhyped. Isn't the right descriptive word, but rather like everyone, everyone makes it seem like I seriously thought this, I believed this to my core until like I started my own business basically and did my own, like did more research leading up to that. Like I thought if you weren't using a vitamin C in your regimen somewhere, like you were a loser. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know why just everyone was just burning it into my brain that you had to have a good quality vitamin C in your regimen. It had to be vitamin C. What really also got burned into my brain during that whole thing is if you aren't using vitamin C specifically skin better, also advanced, like then your whole regimen is crap. And I just like, you know, I think that product is amazing. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed when I used it. I think the fact that it fights intrinsic aging is phenomenal. And I think it's so revolutionary, but what I will say, okay, what I will say that like that one specifically kind of like fear, it was like fear mongering a little bit. Like I was like, if I don't spend, if I don't buy this $200 vitamin C serum, like I, my whole regimen is a waste. If I don't have that antioxidants defense, like defense, I'm doing nothing right. Like that was just kind of like burned into my brain a little bit just from social media, to be completely honest. And just, you know, I don't know, just peer, just like, I, I don't know. I just, and I just was like, I have to be using this. I have to, I have to, I have to. So once I kind of went off on my own and did a little bit more research, this is what I will say. What is not overhyped? Antioxidants. Antioxidants, not overhyped. Okay. So and I don't think vitamin C is necessarily overhyped either because vitamin C is a wonderful, wonderful antioxidant. However, it is, you know, and can be pretty unstable and hard to, hard to get in a stabilized version. And it also oxidizes quickly. So that being said, I think that there are plenty of other phenomenal antioxidants out there that you can, in, in, that you can include in your regimen day and night. There's so many different ones that, um, you know, I can think of that I really like. And I would absolutely encourage every single person needs to have, you know, one or more antioxidants in their regimen for that free radical and that oxidation defense. 
But I just don't think that you need a super, super crazy fancy vitamin C or L. Okay, guys, we're definitely going to have to do a part two. So next week, we will do all of the rest of the questions. You guys sent quite a few in. So thank you so much for participating and making this episode nice and enriched. Uh, you know, so much that we're going to have to do part two. So this will be fun. We'll get to all the rest of them next week. There's actually a few more to get to than we got to today. So we'll go through all the rest of those again next week. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for your time and for tuning in. Have the most beautiful special week. And don't forget that you are beautiful and loved and deserve all good things. Okay, have a good week. Bye.